Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello guys, welcome back to Higher Priestess. I am Erin. I'm joined with the lovely Persephone. I didn't know I was supposed to be saying, yeah. Persephone. <laughs> and you are here as well to listen to us engage in a beautiful conversation about the worst thing ever, rape culture. We were on the stories a couple of days ago. You all saw, you all sent in your amazing insights and responses, and we discussed them in this episode. One thing we wanted to touch on at the beginning of the episode was kind of the scale and pyramid of rape culture because it just kind of epitomizes how pervasive it is into every little realm of society that you never really thought about. Because you might be thinking, oh, I don't perpetuate rape culture. We're not saying you're a rapist. We're saying that every single one of us perpetuates rape culture because it is literally the structure in which our lives have been formed. It starts at the bottom with things like sexist attitudes, stalking, rape jokes, unwanted non-consensual and non-sexual touch, moving into victim blaming and shame which I know for a fact all of us have done at some point in our lives. I mean, maybe I don't know for a fact, but I know it pretty much for a fact. And moves into stealthing, molestation, drugging, and then rape right at the top of the pyramid. Even if you don't know a rapist, you know people that have made boys will be boys comments, said, oh, you shouldn't shouldn't wear that outfit. You shouldn't leave the house at that time at night. She was asking for it. All of these fit into rape culture. It's not this person is a rapist and therefore there is a culture of rape. There is just a culture that is very forgiving to rapists and very blaming of victims in the way that we are all in some way complicit because we all function within this realm and society we are all in so many ways complicit in white supremacy we are all in so many ways complicit in capitalism yeah we are all in so many ways complicit therefore in rape culture which is defined in the dictionary as a society or environment whose prevailing social attitudes have the effect of normalizing or trivializing sexual assault and abuse let's talk about it So the first point when I was thinking about rape culture is actually a point from my friend Jack, who seems to feature all the fucking time in this. In every episode, he's a Bruce He comes up with some good points. So I was saying that the episode is on rape culture. It's Jack quoting Florence Given, which is the crossover no one asked for. We never knew we needed, yeah. (laughs) So he was saying when he was understanding rape culture, because he's never really under... I think a lot of guys kind of think, oh yeah, that's not really real. It's like, we're not rapists. Hashtag not all men. Like, it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. But Florence Given said something which made it... Opened his eyes, I guess. And it was that all men benefit from rape culture because it allows mediocre behaviour from all men. They get to be the the quote-unquote good guy. Yes. And they get rewarded for not being creepy. And it reminds me of... Do you remember back in... 
in the day in one of the I think it was like the dating episodes and it was I was talking about my friend dating and she was like oh my god he's so great he hasn't said anything creepy and it's like why are we rewarding this fucking mediocre guy because he hasn't done anything um rapey like he hasn't done anything yet horrible (laughs) yeah it's like no he's not a good guy he's average that should be the bare minimum completely it reminds me of on the we had a post about rape that i would say went viral it did and big time as much as i tried to stop it yeah shut this thing down it was it was crazy yeah but i remember we got quite a few men commenting being like this is so terrible like i'm so sorry that women are going through this i will never be this man or whatever and i felt myself after kind of a day of being told that you're lying and that it's not real and that you should get raped anyway etc etc i'm going to rape you comments thank you yeah exactly and you feel it in you be like oh amazing thank you so much for understanding and then it's like fuck you i'm not reward well not fuck you but it's fuck me like here i go again being tempted to reward someone for just being decent and that really should be the bare minimum the bar is so low yeah subterranean bar like it's literally below the fucking earth you didn't rape me yeah thank you how bizarre because it doesn't even have to come down to like understanding why rape is bad because i saw there's an amazing woman she's actually a poet we were talking about poetry before but she's also an influencer her name's salma elwadani she's really cool she's a radio host as well she's really cool just check her out and she did a story saying what mediocre behavior did you reward in a man have you rewarded in the men from the men in your life and she was saying about how she was once making a cup of tea for a guy and he took the milk and went and put it in the fridge and she thought oh my god what a great guy because it's like actually no i was making you a cup of tea and you put the milk in the fridge that's nothing and you did the bare mins but we do it all the time oh my god he's so nice he did this really average thing he said i look nice oh my god he must be so good he opened a fucking door i mean i hope people don't still fucking reward that shit i think if you say he was such a gentleman and you use that word you're complicit in rape culture well because also if you look at all of the gentlemen that we've ever seen in the history of like pop culture they're all kind of bitching about their wives with each other they stay out all night drinking they haven't seen their children in weeks yeah a gentleman's club exactly what does the word gentleman actually mean it's not so fucking gentle it means they get what they want by manipulating you (laughs) i always think that's funny i hadn't heard anyone say like oh my god he was such a gentleman for so long and there was someone that i knew that came back from a date and said oh my god he was such a gentleman And I remember thinking, God, I've gone back in time. I'm in the 1920s. Like, he's a gent. (sighs) Ladies and gents. A gent. It was, like, hideous. What a gent. Like, I didn't know people still wanted that. I think, though, it comes down to that real um, nice guy thing. And it's kind of the, like, subbreed of incel culture, which is, like, nobody wants a nice guy. Like, I'm just such a nice guy and I just get friend-zoned. And I've been so nice to you this whole time. Why don't you want to fuck me yet? Because it's not a reward to be not like you don't get rewards for being nice, then you're not being nice. Literally, if you're only respecting me, so you're being manipulative. Literally, if you're only faking respect for me out of your desire to have sex with me, <laughs> there really has been no respect there at all. You want to fuck me? <laughs> you're lucky I'm your friend. Literally, let alone fuck off. 
So you're not the nice guy. I think, et- you. well, we know you should be so wary of anyone that is telling you time and time again, I'm the nice guy. I'm the nice guy. Nobody is fucking surface nice. No one is deeply nice <laughs> in their life. So fuck off, you lying cunt. You're trying to fuck me. Literally that. And also it's like, wait, so being my friend wasn't good enough for you. You needed to have sex with me as a reward at the end. As soon as you know you can't have sex with me, my friendship is unwanted. You literally see me as a walking vagina nulled void or like now i know i'm not gonna have sex with you i'll stop being the nice girl go but i'll just be a guy literally it's like oh so that was useless i feel like still so many especially young women especially in particular girls really fall victim to you know right i'll set the scene you're in year nine you've heard whispers of this guy who fancies you oh my god the excitement's building who is he because he said x y and z yeah and you start texting great you like kind of saw him at the park from a distance and like he like smiled at you and everyone was like running back and forth at a distance never said a word to each other you start speaking on msm showing my age he bbms you (laughs) he bbms you he says what's your bbm pin and two days after you start speaking he says things like i've never felt this way about anybody before you are so special to me you are so different than any other girl Ooh. i love you so so much i can't even understand how much i like you like i can't even put it into words how much i want this to work etc etc he has that like saved in his draft from the girl he sent that to last week literally <laughs> copy and paste if someone has met you has known you for kind of 48 hours and now wants to tell you that they're so so obsessed with you please tell me why you think they're actually obsessed with you no no they're trying to get something from you but people genuinely believe every word well thing is i understand how you would think that in year nine yeah sure year nine some guy says oh, i'm obsessed obsessed with you yeah but the problem is people still believe it now exactly that's the thing now well we can't be 23 years old it's kind of a tried and tested method yeah we can't be 23 years old some guy says i've never felt like this before and it's like wow 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 i remember oh this isn't a guy so it doesn't really work but it was with a girl on a date and she was saying like i very much knew where i stood she was like i'm really attracted to you all of this stuff i was like wow oh my god everything is so clear i know exactly where i stand but it's like actually and then i remember my friend saying because i was like oh my god i think it's just so different with girls like everything you just know where you stand and then my friend was saying imagine if a guy was saying to you i'm so attracted to you you're so fit you're so funny blah 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 all true facts like that's confirmed yeah goes without saying honestly goes without saying but some guy is saying that to you alarm bells should be ringing but for some reason with a girl i was like everything is so authentic clear communication but it's like actually no 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 alarm bell should be ringing with someone saying you're just like no one i've seen before like you're so this it's like no actually that's bollocks yeah you're lying you're lying to my fucking face you think i'm stupid and also what a fool you are to think that you're unique that's the problem it's like you've had one conversation about kind of a friend of a friend (laughs) And now he's telling you that he's never felt this way about anyone before. And you believed it. Imbecile. What's wrong with us? What is wrong? Well, what is wrong with us is that we've been... I was also fucking thinking this the other day. Like, I mean, I think it all the time, but like the blueprint of romance is so fucking sick. Like, it's so fucking disgusting. And let's get into it. It was coming to me like in the night, these whole thoughts. Because I've watched... (laughs) Night terrors. It was coming at me. (laughs) But it it essentially was because I watched Twilight. Uh, We all know the love story in Twilight is sick. Like, it's actually... And not like... it's 
sick man it's sick it's twisted funny you should say this because i was haunted by the terrors of twilight the other day i didn't watch it but i, I just couldn't shake something <laughs> something wasn't sitting right i let me see if you say it well the fact it's like literally he's an incel okay go on i mean there are so many bits like for example you know when she's like tossing and turning at night bella's one she's tossing and turning she sits up and she sees edward and it, then she looks down to turn her light on she looks back he's gone and you kind of think oh my god she's dreaming about him then when you obviously throughout the film it's like she realizes he's a vampire he doesn't sleep it's like no he was in your room watching you he's stalking you and also like no sex before marriage kind of the constant possession of like oh my god these guys were following you their thoughts like i i've got to save you you don't know what was going on in their head it's like no you're a fucking psychopath you're so controlling you're a fucking freak you're gonna murder me literally literally you're going to eat me like you want to the whole plot is that you're going to you're going to eat me alive you're gonna you're gonna suck my blood (laughs) you might have sex with me but you might murder me like that's the whole plot (laughs) the thing about twilight that haunted me and actually links perfectly with a a listener's message which i'm actually going to read aloud because we asked you guys on the polls on the stories for your thoughts on rape culture you came through as usual wouldn't expect anything less goes without saying and i loved this one in particular i'm not gonna say the name because we never do right no Let's keep it anonymous. No. I, I think I would want it anonymous. I know it's like we're out here speaking with our full chest. Well... But they're not, so it's fine. Yeah, I'm not going to give the full... I would never do the full username. That's bad. Oh my God, that was <laughs> horrific. You're out and exposed. But maybe we could do the first name, but I'm not going to. Let us know what you would rather, because I would rather anonymity. You would too, Sefi, yeah? Yeah. If I'm writing in saying, oh my God, yeah, like my boyfriend fucked my best friend. Yeah. And they don't know I know, yeah. And I'm going to... Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so Katie said that she's going to fucking expose her boyfriend. How funny, because this person... Sorry, this person's called Kate. Oh, that's crazy. Right, sorry. Now that I've announced it, but their name is Kate. Anyway. So Kate said about rape culture, it's intertwined with paedophilic culture. The worst catcalling happened when I was 12 to 14. And what made me think about Twilight was how you have, uh, how old is he? Like what, 18 year old werewolf in love with a newborn baby? Hmm, bit bizarre. He imprinted. It's not like normal love. He can't control it. Would it be my first writing choice? That's the whole bit where it's like, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster. After the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you're not familiar with Twilight, that's amazing. Um, maybe keep it that way. But we'll tell you for context. There's a werewolf and a vampire and a, God, a, what, and a, a mortal human being. With zero brain cells. Um, and obviously the mortal human is the female. Exactly, yeah. And it's a bit of a love triangle situation. Uh, vampire and human have baby don't ask questions it happens (laughs) don't ask because it's a process she nearly died don't ask you don't want to know they didn't know it was possible they thought it was an immortal child (laughs) (laughs) baby is born werewolf man imprints quote unquote which essentially means he's in love with her he has to protect her his whole life and he's just obsessed with her he's going to stalk her the same way that the vampire stalked bella at the beginning anyway then take that further the whole conversation what you just touched on but it's not love he imprinted how people say that that i think is even more dangerous because it encourages yes totally the very victims themselves if we want to say that the young girls are the victims of the rape culture become the greatest defenders of they become like the military against anyone who tries to speak out on how wrong it is and the power imbalance and the injustice because it's been marked as love like renesme her name is the oh, little oh baby my God. <laughs> 
just pick one name. Why did you have to go for two fucking names? Renesme, you're one. Renesme. I remember thinking that was so stunning as well. Like, oh my god. But it it's because that predatory behaviour throughout the whole thing, through with Edward at Bella and Jacob at Renesme, and to be honest, Jacob at Bella as well, is marked as romance. We grew up thinking the ultimate sign of romance is someone acting like a fucking predator. We dreamt about it. We all went to bed and fantasized. Oh my god, Edward Cullen watching me while I sleep. Edward Cullen refusing to fucking kiss me, have sex with me before marriage because he's going to eat my body. Oh my god, it's so dreamy. Is that what you used to think? Well, I was team, I was hard team Edward. I was actually kind of team Jasper, if anyone knows Jasper. You were, yeah. And it shocks me every time I've heard it. And I've heard it more than any normal person would like to hear that someone is team Jasper. And kind of Alice. Like, I was kind of team everyone involved. But did you think like, wow, like, I want, I want Edward to come in my room tonight at kind of 3am when I'm sleeping? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I thought um, I want Edward to be obsessed with me. It almost is presented as if there's like this otherworldly bond between Edward and Jake. No, through Edward Edward and Jacob. That's my dream scenario. Well, really, why does Edward like Bella so much? Because her stench is so strong. Because her blood stinks. Well, yeah. One, because the stench is is so strong. (laughs) She (laughs) utterly reeks. And two, because he can hear everyone else's thoughts, but not hers. Oh, of course. But I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, the reason Edward couldn't hear Bella's thoughts is because she didn't have any. Didn't have any. <laughs> it's like, yeah, literally, there's nothing about Bella. She just like does weird faces throughout the whole thing. It's such a shame. But that's again teaching women have no personality, be nothing, and you will get an essentially a werewolf and a vampire fighting over you. The ultimate, the ultimate love. Iconic duo. And also with Jacob, this uncontrollable love. Like it's kind of he couldn't help it. It was out of his control. It just happened. Like he just imprinted on this baby and now he's like forever destined for her it's like no no that's a child not even a child a baby it just came out the womb two hours ago literally i mean also maybe we should say renesmee correct me if i'm wrong she ages at the speed of light yes <laughs> yeah within about a year she's like jacob's age and they're kissing on a beach like, <laughs> that's the thing yeah but she's a one-year-old baby <laughs> she's like goo goo gaga literally yeah it's bizarre but also not only is it about breeding kind of possession and like kind of power and balance with relationships and kind of um giving men the ultimate superiority mm. but it's also about how we completely make it almost a bit biblical imagery of of a young woman and a woman's worth is only in her youth and as soon as you age out of that totally or learn to speak up out of that you are not valuable anymore you're not even palatable like you're oh there's something about her she's just too much like there's just something about her can't put my finger on it it's like you know you don't like her because she has a personality and it's because you're not 12 she doesn't look like a 12 year old with no personality thinking oh my god yeah i want edward cullen to stalk me Well, I think rape culture is so embedded in our society that we don't even see it. So I was going to say, I think it's coming. (laughs) As in, what's it called? Like the, the, like Jesus coming. Like, what is that called? The The second coming. Yeah. The second coming. The second coming. I think Twilight, as much as we roast, not just you and I, everyone roasts Twilight all the time. And also watches it all the time. I love it. Indulges in it. Yeah. It's kind of the room. I roast it, I watch it, I roast it, I fantasize about it, I roast it, I watch it. 
remember we watched it in um at uni and we were dying like crying with laughter climb on spider monkey or whatever he says it's like yeah hold on tight spider monkey such a joke but i think there's a second coming for twilight in the sense that i think it can only go on for so much longer that people are going to keep joking about you named my daughter after the Loch Ness monster i think it's going to be like hang on looking back actually that was a grown man and a newborn baby and that's bizarre so i think that is so deeply rooted in society that we don't see it in the fact that it's in all of our movies but something i was gonna say and it kind of links to what (laughs) kate i can't believe you said that it was katie and her name is actually kate yeah that's so weird such a (laughs) rare name no one i've ever met before (laughs) with the name kate Um, that's when you know he's a fuckboy is when he's saying to you you're just so special everything about you is so rare I've never even heard your name before your name is literally Kate yeah yeah we can see through the lies yeah and how Kate said the worst catcalling happened when they were 12 to 14 isn't that true yeah and I was thinking specifically about how institutions in society value essentially infants so I was thinking a specific example I was scouted when I was about 15 maybe it was before I got with Jack so I was young been with Jack since I was a child (laughs) um by the most major agency which actually is infamous for being so problematic and I know someone actually who was with that agency for a long time what agency modeling agency yeah oh my god it's funny because well let me just explain how can I be essentially a child and it's acceptable for in the way that it was unacceptable now we know for Ghislaine Maxwell to be sourcing young women why is it acceptable for a woman to be kind of surveying the children of London and trying to pick them up and groom them institutionalize them groom them and keep their bodies looking how they are when they're 15 and essentially offer them this like glamorous sort of promise of you will be a model yeah and thank god I didn't go like come to this building are you Lighting me up. Yeah, it's like, well, and then what? When I um grow some boobs, you're going to say, right, we're going to nip that in. Well, that's the thing. Because I very much remember her n- noticing what was going on. And it's like, where are you going to put me in fucking, like, um Sports Illustrated? Like, the my boobs are only going to work for a kind of, um like, I'm never, I mean, anyway. I know three different girls. This is three different case studies of girls that were all scouted at One Direction concerts. <gasps> that's grooming. That's grooming. That's Is that not a paedophile going to a park? It's where you know children will be. Do you see what I mean? How is this not a problem? That is a paedophile sitting in a fucking, on a park bench because you know five-year-olds are going to be there. That is a, someone going to a One Direction thing because you know there are going to be 15-year-old girls there. Exactly. Fuck off. That's fucking paedophile culture. That's disgusting. Do you see what I mean? And yet it's so, it's not even like so um, embedded so deep within our society that we forget about it it's like upheld within society is the most glamorous and like esteemed desirable thing to do industries yeah well it's validating it's if you think about models it's well that's who we should aspire to look like then you get to go out with you kind of get to get raped by leonardo dicaprio sorry he's not i was raping. just about to say you, then you get raped by leonardo dicaprio amazing and they all say sign me up and thank god 
I didn't. I mean, it wouldn't have lasted long. But I, and I, I mean, I would like to say, yeah, I didn't because it's out of like. But you probably got a huge boost from that. It's very validating. Well, I actually think it's. I think it's actually the opposite in the sense that I probably said no because I was just too insecure and it was just a bizarre time in my life anyway. It's kind of head down, don't look at me. Yeah, very much. And it was like I'd kind of just come back off holiday and it was like I was just I was on my own. You see a woman coming up to you and you think you are like you're gonna save me. Like oh, there must be. I've got something stuck to my shoe or something. My period's leaked. Literally. Or like, are you lost? And I didn't tell any of my friends because you think it, it is kind of, I mean, it's not very likeable, is it? It's not very relatable. It, well, it's that thing of, oh, well, Erin was going on about how she got scouted for a model. It's kind of the posh girl pretending that she didn't go to a private school. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> but do you do you see what I'm but then that further silences I think it's really bizarre how can this be one of the biggest industries in the world and that is how it functions by snatching girls essentially cradle snatching and then trying to force them to stay um with their arms paper thin it's not possible you need to fit a uterus in there it's not possible <laughs> not in your arm but it's so true though or you need to eat dinner you're gonna like you literally need to eat your dinner like your mum's cooked fucking lasagna and you've got to eat that i i also just think no matter what you do as a woman your body and your look is up for debate yeah even if people are being nice quote unquote nice to you it's still not right i think because it unnerves you and it's it's a subject on the table though that's what's so disgusting it's no matter what you look like if you're a woman in this society the way that you look is open for debate and it's about children because i remember being young 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 like a child like in primary school and I remember my mum saying to me that like someone like kind of a family friend had said to my mum like oh aren't you just so jealous of like her body or whatever like she's just got like the most perfect body about <gasps> her child first of all which is bizarre so toxic and second of all a, ch- a child like no I'm not jealous because that's my child my daughter and I'm not oh it's just even when it's a kid you're also breeding comparison amongst women Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
in. I also think I maybe have an, I don't know, like a different, not a different view, but a different experience with that because my childhood body was celebrated because I developed very early. Like I kind of stepped into my like sexuality quite early. But same though, that was kind of the problem. You kind of, you're the first kid in year five with boobs. Yeah, that's bad. I was kind of in year five, six with full boobs, little waist, kind of that body. Literally, your hips are there. Yeah. I kind of had essentially the same body as I do now. But don't you think that made it worse? I remember there being things like me and my family go camping and things like that. We go like kind of surfing. And when I say surfing, I mean bodyboarding. <laughs> um, and it was like, we'd be wearing like wetsuits. And I remember being about probably like 10 years old and this man walking past me and I didn't notice anything but I heard this later on that this guy had checked me out looked at my body and my mum had gone she's 10 she's 10 years old but I obviously looked a lot older because I I looked sexual from an early early age but my brain was a little 10 year old thinking I want to watch Tracy Beaker like I want to know what fucking Duke's cooking on Tracy Beaker that's the problem yeah well also you're a little 10 year old thinking ha this is amazing I look 15 or you're you're kind of 15 getting into bars because you look 21 but I definitely think I was uncomfortable with it like kind of everyone's getting like I'm sneaking my little sanitary towel box to the toilets like I'm very uncomfortable with my sexuality at that age because why would you like sex is terrifying i'm watching sweet life of zach and cody yeah last thing on my agenda is how men think my boobs looked i thought i was really cool though i i pers- i enjoyed it for myself but i i think i've also got a weird perception in that i hated my body being sexualized in the sense that i was the first one to get boobs and i still now have a funny thing about my boobs because i know that my mom always hated that her boobs were such a thing and so i always i mean i hate the word tits for example because i know that my mum hated the word tits i mean that is bleak yeah and so when you're a child and you're a tiny little thing with boobs it's like oh it's it's not nice someone else sent a really nice well it wasn't really nice it's actually really horrible but it kind of made my heart warm for them they said i can't read it word for word i've lost it but they said that they um like teach young girls mostly ballet and when in like kind of i guess a building that's used for multiple things and when the young girls go to the kitchen she tells them all to like cover up with like a hoodie or whatever and she feels bad because why should they cover up their bodies because of other men not trusting men but this is how the cycle continues and it's just the reality god i'm like about to cry (laughs) it's absolutely sickening like it's rank it's just the reality that men yeah and adults groom children and then you end up telling your children that you know the girls in your life oh cover up cover up that you hate the word tits this is like so my friend who will be listening hey sophie um she sent me a voice note hey sophie and it was she was saying that she was she was like this just reminded me of your catcalling episode i'm walking down the road and i'm wearing like a short denim skirt like it's i don't think she said denim a short skirt I've added the fab, the fabric. Yeah. A short skirt. I just know she has a denim skirt. <laughs> a short skirt and someone shouted out the window, like, something. And now she was thinking, she was walking, she was thinking, oh God, my skirt is too short. And it's like, that's fucking horrific that some fucking guy, horrific when they're in a car because they just get to drive away and you don't get to, you know, say a great comeback. Yeah. But it's like, now what? I'm walking down the street thinking, oh yeah, I should have adapted what I'm wearing to fit in with walking along the side of the road in the middle of the day in the hot, hot weather. No way. Remember when we were in Brighton and we went to a horrific club to watch our friend play there, perform there. And someone, when the smoke, there was like a horrific smoke machine. Now I I actually despise smoke machines. I love those smoke machines because I feel like I get so like lost in the smoke. I'm like, I don't know where I am. I think that's great. (laughs) But this was horrific. (laughs) Unfortunately, what happened was someone had, this guy, I'm assuming a man, had timed it so perfectly that as soon as the smoke machine goes on and you can't see a thing. You can't see your hand in front of your face, yeah. 
No, you literally can't see two feet in front of you. And they do it kind of once every half an hour. They just blast the room with smoke and it goes within like 10 seconds. Yeah, but at this point, on that night, they were doing it kind of every 30 seconds or something. Because it was quite a lot. Remember? Well, I, I, I remember the smoke, yeah. I remember this incident. Yeah, and this guy had timed it. It must have been going to like like the drop of the song or something like that he had timed it so perfectly that as soon as the smoke was everywhere and no one could see a thing he put his hand up my skirt onto my bare skin grabbed my bum and then as soon as the smoke was gone and I looked around and it's like no one was there or like everyone was there but you don't know who's who and and I was so pissed off violated yeah violated and then I remember I can't remember who it was but one of my friends said to me we were going out again I think to the same place like the night after or two nights after or something and she was like I actually genuinely can't remember who it was was like maybe don't wear maybe you shouldn't wear a skirt this time if we're going there oh my god yeah I sort of remember this I don't know who it could have been me like I don't think it was you in my memory well there was definitely a thing of like that was not a a situation that we'd want to repeat like because it's horrific like well it's kind of don't go for a walk at night yeah it's just like here we are again doing things for our own safety but I think when it comes to your own clothing it's particularly frustrating because it's like I literally can't even get dressed in the morning One of the polls that I thought was particularly interesting and I think explains why we've spent so much time talking about youth Mm. because I think a lot of rape culture is bred in youth was we said was or is rape culture evident at your school and hundreds of people 86 percent in fact said yes it was and i think that's just everything right i'm so glad you asked about school it seems to come up so often on the podcast um school experiences and i think it's because we talk about things like catcalling and sex and to be honest right now rape culture it's like school is literally a breeding ground for that stuff the weird power dynamic between teachers and students students especially male teachers mm-hmm. and female students to be honest a lot of them are not emotionally fucking intelligent a lot of them are fucking predators and they can't fucking handle having that power dynamic because the only thing they knew, know what to do with power is abuse it very true not speaking for all teachers i had some great male teachers but i also had some pedophilic male teachers same and i also think it just always comes back to school because school is where you learn school is where you learn so much and school really is where you learn what is acceptable and for the most part all of the worst things were shown to be acceptable at school i.e kind of bluetoothing naked pictures of girls from the year below and stuff like that the rumors of like oh my god this girl fingered herself yeah send that round oh my god like blah blah it's like like, oh my god she's saying he raped her like but she just she's such a slut it just doesn't want to be with him anymore yeah it's basically your first introduction to power structures and especially i mean i don't even know how this would work in a girls school because my friends that went to girls schools i think god you really didn't have an introduction to male female dynamics until like very late in life because the dynamics that play out between girls and boys i was going to say men and women but literal girls and boys at that early age is such an introduction to the ways that they will play out in later life in like jobs in the fucking supermarket i mean you can watch the same patterns repeat themselves that happened in fucking biology class in year eight yeah literally i wonder now if maybe some of you may be young enough to tell us we've encountered some young people who listen to the podcast 
who are very much in an Instagram scene. And I wonder if maybe, hopefully, even if it's a bit surface level, there's some experiences for young girls where they are aware of like feminist Instagram, like feminist TikTok, those sorts of things that now in the classroom, I can imagine kind of, James, ah, you're such a misogynist. Ah." (laughs) Like, James, ah. I always used to go, Noah. And my granddad would be like, who the fuck is Noah? Wouldn't say fuck. He'd say, who is Noah? And his ark? Who the fuck is Noah, Who the fuck is Noah, dude? But I'd be like, Noah. And he'd always get really annoyed. Like, who is Noah? Stop. Like, what is going on? Such a weird, like, pattern of speech. But I wonder if that's a thing. Because I I think there is a part of society where, I mean, I think as time goes on, we are just exposed to things at a much younger age anyway. And then I think with social media, that just amplifies everything further. And so as much as you could become aware of things that maybe a child shouldn't see, you can also become aware of all of these amazing movements. And I'm sure there are some circles where the conversations are becoming more empowered and empowering than what we would have experienced with our peers at kind of 12 years old. Yeah, I hope so. When I speak to young members of our audience or even the young people in my life, for example, I have a young cousin. Hey, Gigi. She follows. (laughs) Um, I actually don't call her Gigi, but you know. Um, I do. As of now, it's the first time I've said her name. (laughs) But yeah, she follows. So she is, I think, like... 15, 16, I don't know, maybe like 14 even. And I even can notice feminist thought within her and feminist um, just ideologies and behaviour within her that I 100% did not have present in me. I didn't have names for it. It's like, well, I don't want a man to do that. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know that was called feminism. I didn't know that was called empowerment or that this was a big movement that's been building since like the fucking 1930s. Like I didn't know earlier. The dawn of time. Yeah. I literally had no idea that this was like a structural power imbalance all of that stuff is just kind of like oh my god like boys will be boys well now gen z know what capitalism is and i think that's so powerful and even though we did at the time that's you're not an anomaly now all the discourse around capitalism was still based quite a lot i think in that's the system that is at, at play communism is so much worse and scary we don't want that and work hard for what you get don't be a fucking bum success is having a lot of money in a big house and you'll be happy that way and work 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 like and a husband and maybe you have a dog and two kids one boy one girl if you're lucky twins like it's- <laughs> oh my god that's as far as my thought process went. I didn't really think, or maybe if I thought it, it was never spelled out to me in the way that it's spelled out on TikTok and Instagram by Gen Z. I mean, they just have such an awareness that was just not available in in the mainstream. Yeah, I completely agree. Some A point that I wanted to, that someone said, a listener sent in, they said, and it's something that we spoke about, maybe you'll know what episode because I can't remember, but it really sums up. I'm sure we had like a whole episode where we were really just like kept saying, like shouting this at each other. <laughs> kind of every episode and it's a good point and it's kind of our favorite point ever so they said we need to acknowledge that consent does not exist in a patriarchal society that is so fucking true and i'm sure people will be like what or like that's not true or wait what what does that mean so let's explain so 
Let me explain. We live in a patriarchal society, correct? Men have power. Um, Our main point that we made where we were kind of spinning around this idea in a previous episode was that even though you can say yes to something and even if you could kind of even vocally consent to something, if you are consenting in something that has been gaslighting you, manipulating you with a real false consciousness around your place, can you really call it consent when you actually don't know what you're getting yourself into? And even more than the individual thing of they may be gaslighting, you can consent really exist in a world where fucking we grew up watching twilight it's literally we have romanticized psychotic behavior and female passivity and um, obedience so how on earth can you consent how can that happen yeah really and especially how can a fucking 16 year old if that's that's the, the age of consent in the uk is 16 your prefrontal cortex whatever is not formed until you're what 21 is it ridiculous but also a 16 year old cannot define the power structure at play and it's not of no fault of their own it's the fault of the power structures at play and also power structures plural so it's like not only is there patriarchy there's also fucking white supremacy at play there's a class system at play and the intersectionality of the whole thing i think the problem with rape culture as well that i think you and i forget is still happening because we seem to operate in a space that in many ways is quite far removed from basic ideology which is really like blowing smoke up our asses but you and i in- encounter really empowered feminism every single day yeah not just within the circle that we hold with you listening but just in our day-to-day lives and so it's easy for us to forget the reality that that i was harshly reminded of when our post went viral that a lot of men think that for example sophie wearing a short skirt is consent and they just leave it there yeah asking for it it's actually a lot more basic it's still for so many people than I think what a lot of us have the security now to be ignorant of, if that makes sense. I think definitely when that post, basically the post said that men shame women for having a lot of sex more than they shame men. A lot of consensual sex. A lot of consensual sex more than they shame other men for rape. Which I think is obviously true. And the rapists went nuts. <laughs> If you live in this society and you've ever analysed this world in any way, which I hope for God's sake that you have, and if you're listening to this podcast, you are in the process of doing, of course that is true. Of course slut shaming is a thing and rape culture is a thing. That's all that's saying. Rape culture exists, slut shaming exists. It's the same, literally, it's the exact same paradox of every woman knows someone who has been raped or sexually assaulted or sexually abused. And yet no man seems to know within his friendship group a rapist or a sexual abuser and yet you do you're just hiding it you do you're just covering it up you do it's just boy code friend code boys will be boys if boys can be boys it's still such an ingrained part of our kind of societal dialect our kind of vocab that we use how can you tell me rape culture doesn't exist exactly when the literal narrative that we uphold ourselves on excuses men for their actions and raises the bar to be honest to the floor so that when they are decent they're praised for being angels and when they are rapists they're kind of pushed out the back door like Brock yeah and excused for what they did because they must be mentally ill as long as they're white I think Brock Turner is the perfect example and I think we should talk about him for a second yeah let's get into 
it. So Brock Turner, if you didn't know the case, which to be honest, I hope to fucking God you have managed to live this far without fucking hearing about it because it's fucking bleak. This guy was at uni. He was kind of a white, wealthy, America's sweetheart kind of guy. Kind of. (laughs) Apple pie guy. I think he was a swimmer. Like he was an Olympic swimmer. I don't know. None of this is fact checked. Go and have a look. But this is just going from general media and the like this was famous. He was very into swimming or something. He was kind of an athletic guy. A girl at a party was drunk and he took huge advantage of her and raped her and dragged her out of the party and raped her by some bins. Two people happened to be walking past and they saw it and they intervened. And this case was huge. And the woman wrote an amazing open letter. I was going to say, she broke her Jane Doe. Is it Chanel? Yes, something like that. It's Chanel. Chanel Miller has a book called Know My Name shivers a memoir fuck 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 i've got shivers i can't stop so basically she wrote an amazing oh my god i actually my eyes are watering yeah she wrote an amazing open letter to start off with she had anonymity and her name was jane doe um and she wrote an amazing open letter i think it was i think it was for like buzzfeed i'm not sure i don't think it was i think it was like yeah i think it was was or like huffington post or something like that and she wrote a long thing and she's so eloquent and she's so well written and she and she basically says what happened and it was a big case and this guy is a rapist he raped her the case took off and basically he was supposed to go to jail but everyone was kind of like no no he's he basically was allowed he had how long in jail a year in jail and the power of social media too yeah because this is another one of those examples where if we hadn't have had gen z on twitter if we hadn't have had jay-z on twitter (laughs) i nearly said if we hadn't have had the gen z's on twitter who's who's fighting who's arguing where are the petitions where are the protests there are nowhere he was sentenced i think it was 18 months but it might that it was it was minuscule yeah because he is a white sort of men would love him other men other powerful white men would love him he's at like fucking harvard he's a swimmer like he looks fucking great on paper whatever he's like doing well for the world he honestly is fucking hitler's dream (laughs) the fact that social media took off it meant that he was able to get sort of eight months sentenced in jail and now he's just gonna he's come out and he's probably gonna get some fucking job at like daddy's little firm and be still really rich and successful and wealthy yeah and be fine because we absolutely move mountains in order to excuse a young man because it's like well you know yeah maybe he made a little mistake but you know we we can't take all of his opportunities away from him yeah of course not he's a bright young boy and i think the judge i think this was part of what was so sickening is the judge said something that was like yep he's a bright young boy and he blah blah blah. it's like how fucking dare you he's a fucking rapist fucking chanel miller's a bright young woman and she got fucking raped and traumatized he's disgusting cunt he is um extremely wicked vile and whatever it is he's actually a disgusting rapist oh it's so that case really highlights and i think if you can set if you can sit there Mm. and say rape culture doesn't exist which i have encountered people in my life that say rape culture doesn't exist i've encountered people that say the patriarchy doesn't exist (laughs) i mean (laughs) let's take that in to live in that blissful ignorance i'm actually a bit jealous You know what's quite a funny thing to say to people? I I used to say it all the time when people kind of don't understand their privilege is to be like, I remember saying to someone, they're essentially saying racism doesn't exist. In the UK, there is no racism, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, so would you want to be black? Tomorrow you wake up black. Are you happy about that? Are you all right with that? Yeah, tomorrow you wake up and you're a woman. Are you all right with that? 
absolutely not no because now you're worried to go outside yeah you think everyone's gonna rape you why do you suddenly the protection at armor comes on when you suddenly have a daughter and you know all your friends are gonna rape her yeah you know they are because they've been making similar comments about the girls you only understand the value of a woman when you can place it in your own seed essentially this is why i think it's so important to understand that rape culture is of course not saying that all men hashtag not all men are raping women but in the small ways that you oh i wish i could fucking find this thing it's like okay so you you don't rape women but have you let have you made it so that a woman has to plan everything and just done the bare minimum have you let a woman clean up clean and cook for you have you said to a woman oh i wouldn't go out wearing that have you called a woman easy because she was in a little dress have you said like oh i'll get her tipsy do you listen to music that says she's had a few drinks in her can't wait to get home she's a fucking slut bitch i'm gonna yeah yeah I'm gonna fuck this bitch. Are you now? Because I think she thinks you're a piece of shit and you should be so lucky to be shit on her shoe. Or she probably thinks you're fucking great because she's obsessed with you and because we've been fed fucking bullshit yeah. that makes that excuses that kind of behaviour and pra- places them as a god because they're not actively raping you. We're getting fumigated. We're getting absolutely fumed. I'm getting fumigated. What I was gonna say is, have you... Do you remember the song Blurred Lines? I do. You remember it? I remember it. Oh, I remember it. Clear as day. Let me get the lyrics up. So the lyrics are really bad. I've got them up right now. And worse when they're paired with the video. So much worse. The video just takes something bad and... Throw it in the bin even further. It launched Emily Ratajkowski. Yes, it did. Emrata. I don't know. Um, Her career because her (laughs) boobs were so amazing. Yeah. I mean, it literally got her a role in fucking Gone Girl showing her boobs. She was in Gone Girl, yeah, which is a great film. It is a great film. So the so for, let's just start with the title of the, the song. We're not going to work through, but just the title, Blurred Lines. So blurred lines between consent, she doesn't want it, and she does want it. You're in the you're in the recording studio, and someone says, right, the title. I'm thinking something about blurred lines, and you know it's about consent. Listen, I've got to walk out. I have to leave. Oh, it's like kind of she wants it. She's a good girl, but she wants to get fucked. Yeah it's crazy she kind of wants it but she kind of doesn't i also remember so i was doing a level english and my english teacher who i loved sophie will remember this she's if she's listening and she called hey us, sophie again hey sophie she called <laughs> this us, episode it's just for you <laughs> we got one listener and we're gonna make it count <laughs> Yeah, so she, our English teacher called us in at the very beginning. She had the music video up, this like kind of more censored version. She was like, this is wrong. Watch this. This is about a song about blurred lines between rape and sex. And we blew our minds because we were all like, don't get a little past me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you want it. <laughs> right, okay. So this, to start it, the title is fucking horrendous, blurred lines. Get get kind of the worst ones you could think of. I've got three points of of bad lyrics. I'll read them quickly. So I know you want it. I know you want it. I know you want it. You're a good girl. Can't let it get past me. You're far from plastic. Talk about getting blasted. Ugh. Pretty awful. That's bad. Take it away. Go on. I've just seen the look on your face change. Jesus. So hit me up when you pass through. I'll give you something big enough to tear your ass in two. Swag on them even when you dress casual i mean it's almost unbearable um someone do it like it hurt like it hurt is pretty bleak i'm a nice guy don't get confused this pimping 
<laughs> you should start a YouTube cover channel. You're a nice guy, are you? You're going to tear... <laughs> so in the same breath, you're going to tear my ass in two. And But you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. It's crazy. I think I'm remembering this slightly incorrectly. But if it's true, it's crazy. I'm pretty sure Pharrell... It might be a different song, which would just completely ruin this whole point. He was involved, wasn't he, Pharrell? Yeah, he, he's... Yeah, he's in the song. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he produced it. Because that's kind of his... His vibe. His forte. His forte, yeah. But I'm pretty sure he was sued. It might not be this song, but I'm pretty sure he was sued for this song. But not for the reasons you would hope. He was just sued because it was kind of um, plagiarising another vibe of a different song. Oh my God. (laughs) What a kick in the teeth. Literally. Imagine. So if you aren't familiar with the video, essentially the girls are just running around naked and just kind of like rubbing their bums on everyone. They're completely naked and there's one bit, I'm also, so if you don't know, I love Lily Allen. I think she's amazing. I was going to say, she takes that exact line. But there's one bit and also goes even further. So there's one bit in the Blurred Lines video where it's big blow up, sort of balloon letters and it says Robin Thicke has a big dick in big writing and they're all dancing in front of it and Lily Allen in her video for Hard Out There or Hard Out Here I, can't I think it's Hard Out Hard Out Here Hard Out Here bitch it's so good a feminist anthem yeah it's Hard Out Here for a bitch it really is yeah and she has it in big blow up bubble writing go and watch the video is Lily Allen has a baggy pussy which I just love it's iconic it's funny because my english teacher had us read lily allen lyrics which one um we definitely looked at 22 which is against sylvia plath yeah her future would look like yeah it's interesting so amazing thanks miss ashmore Robin Thicke, that whole fucking vibe is just so fucking disgusting. You know what's then? I, I have a personal gripe with this. So Robin Thicke did this whole rapey vibe. Robin Thicke has a big dick, etc. I'm going to tear your ass in two. Everything's super sexualized. I'm going to tear your ass in two, etc, etc. And that's all fine. That will be number one on the radio for weeks and weeks. There will be three-year-old girls. I like those blurred lines. But when Miley Cyrus... Her own young woman gets up on stage and dances around having the time of her life, having a whale of a time, a joke and a laugh. After being sexualised for her entire life. In her little latex. Her entire life at Disney. I have a personal issue with Miley because I'm obsessed and I am still annoyed at every individual who tore her down when she was having only the time of her life and exploring who she was. Was trying to break away from a lifetime of essential uh, manipulation from a big corporation. Just literally doing whatever she wanted, sliding down a big fucking hot dog on tour. Like, she was having a laugh and you were sat miserable in your own house complaining about her, who's winning, not you. Whilst singing a song about raping girls. That's the thing. Robin Thicke got away with everything he did and was celebrated for it. Miley Cyrus lost so much just for that one VMA's performance because it was a girl capitalising on it. And was a, a running joke for years. Was a joke. Her twerking with the big foam finger. Like, it's a big joke. It was um sort of a parody. Made a mockery out of her. Harry Styles even went as her for Halloween once. In that little latex... Yeah, with the little space bun look. Nude thing with the space buns, yeah. Also, I think that why the Miley slut shame, uh, the slut shaming of Miley in that phase hits so hard is because it's like, in my mind, as a kid, she's my big sister. It's sweet niblets, don't talk about her like that. Sweet fucking niblets. No, 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 no. Well, also, I think the Miley thing is particularly interesting because she'd always been this real um, conventional beauty with kind of long flowing hair. Brown hair as well, so it's like, 
like attainable and wholesome. It's not blonde. But she's also the blonde Hannah Montana. Yeah, exactly. So she does get the best of both worlds. It's ridiculous. She's slut and a good girl. She's glamorous, but she also has her hair in a messy barn. Yeah. She's a whore and a virgin. What made her so great, I think, was that she was actually for the first time running around with hairy armpits and she'd cut all her hair off. And she was doing something, I think at the time, that felt very authentic to her. And I think it's such a shame that no one was there for that. And Bangers was an, an iconic album. A banger. Full of bangers, dare I say. I mean, she's not perfect, but... But she is. Don't talk any shit about her. Dear, oh dear. I mean, are we rapping? I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm absolutely exhausted. Let's get out of here. Uh, we were just saying our best episodes, I feel, is when we feel the fire, like, in us. Like, when we're yeah. ang- getting angry together, like, the world is fucked. And I hope you feel the fire too, because, like, I feel like um, I could honestly run a mile right now. Yeah, I hope your dog walk turned into a run very quickly within kind of 15 minutes. I sometimes feel it's like I need to go ice skating. Like, I need to m- match my outsides with my insides of, like, chaos. Like, I need to be on ice. That would be great. Kind of Disney on ice, priestess on ice. I yeah, patriarchy it. on ice. Thank you so much for listening, genuinely, as always. And thank you so much to Kate for sending in her <laughs> message and to everyone else We're who sorry sent that in we messages. <laughs> sorry that I named and shamed you, Kate. I hope you're listening. Thanks so much for listening, always, guys. We, I'm going to cry. I just love you. Yeah, we're obsessed. We're obsessed. So go and have the best day ever now. Like, go and cook yourself a big old meal. Like, go and put on your favourite show. Just, like, chill out now. If you could have any meal right now, what would it be? Always sushi. Every time. <gasps> I had sushi the other day. It was really good. I haven't had sushi in fucking months. Neither had I, and it really it hit different. It was crazy. I've been buying those like itsu seaweed, just you know, just the seaweed things. The packs, yeah, they're good. Well, because I just need that sushi taste, but I can't get si- si- fucking sushi anywhere. So you know what kind of gives me that vibe is the um, like baked kale, like really salty, crispy kale. I completely agree. Yeah, maybe we could put soy sauce on the baked kale. Yeah. Anyway, move on. Yeah, that would be good. Give it a dip in. <laughs> anyway. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> Give it a dip in. Right. Give it a dip in. <laughs> okay. So go and dip in, everyone. <laughs> See you next week. Enjoy. Bye. 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 